Hey, church. We are glad to have you with us. We are now a couple weeks into December, so Merry Christmas. Hopefully you are tuning in and you are getting ready for this holiday season. If you don't know who I am, I am Pastor Emma, one of the lead pastors here. This is Pastor Jared with me. And hey, maybe you've been wondering, uh, because last week they weren't on screen, where are Pastor Luke and Victoria? Listen, they have headed home to Sweden for this month to spend some time with family and friends and spend Christmas there. So we're excited for them, but we're also excited for you to be here today. We've got a lot going on in this service, and we just ask right now that you would just lean in, whether you're at a watch party or you're at home or you're watching uh, midweek or whatever that looks like, lean in wherever you are and be expectant for what God has for you. And hey, listen, if you happen to be watching at one of the uh, live service times online, there's going to be a button popping up in the chat right now, and it says invite. And we would love for you to click on that. It's not too late to invite people. I think it really just takes a URL, and you can share that with your friends, and they can come and join us today or whenever you're watching this. And if you're watching it again at one of those live service times, in the chat, you'll see a button that says connect. And that'll take you to our connect card, and we would love to get to know you, learn a little bit more about you. So if this is your first time or you've been coming for a while and you've never actually taken the time to fill out a connect card. We would love to get to know you. But hey, we're going to begin our service with a time of worship. So at the watch parties, why don't you go ahead and stand up. If you're online, why don't you stand up? We're going to lean into worship together today. Church, we're going to sing a Christmas carol. You probably know it. So why don't you put your hands together? Let's sing joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. We will sing joy. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. We will sing joy. Oh, we will sing. truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love
So exciting. Every week as a church, we take some time to celebrate what God is doing. Here are some of the things that people are thankful for. Someone is thankful for the amazing community at our church. I know that's something that I've been thankful for, especially over this COVID season. Someone else is thankful that God has pulled them out of their darkest time and that they are living the life as their best self, knowing that he is always with them. How powerful is that? We also take some time every week to lean into the needs of our community and pray for them. So here are some of the needs that we're praying for. We're praying that God is able to help a couple get a job and a house. And we're also praying that someone would experience rest and some good spiritual habits. So there are many needs that haven't been read right now, but if you have a need, why don't you reach a hand to the screen full of faith, knowing that God can work in it. And if you have faith, why don't you raise up another hand as we pray? God, I thank you for everything that you're doing. I thank you for the way that you are transforming and restoring lives that through you, the people are becoming their best selves, God. And we pray for the needs that, that we've read and for the ones that haven't been read, God. We pray that you would move and work, that you would let people know that you are with them, you are for them. And I pray for us, I pray that we would lean into you, that we would be full of faith, uh, trusting fully in who you are and in what you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's lean into this next song. We're going to sing that God is a way maker. So let's sing the song full of faith. Touching every heart. 
stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel it, you're working Oh, work, work. 
Come on. You know, I just love worshiping together. And I just have to say, Mitch, like the way you lead people into worship is incredible. It's always been that way. It's been that way for as long as I've known you, but I haven't seen you in a little while. And honestly, you led me into worship here tonight. And I know that as people are watching this, they're going to be impacted by that. But your heart of worship, it is just right there. And I just wanted to encourage you in that. And you know, no matter where you are, no matter where you're watching from, no matter what's going on in your life, hey, we get to worship our God. And what a powerful and impactful thing that is. And maybe later on today, maybe if you're watching live, maybe you want to jump on here again and just sing through those songs again, declaring that God is a way maker when it goes on demand later on today. You know, I, I, wherever you are, you can also grab a seat. We are going to go into our giving talk and just talk a little bit about generosity and what that looks like. And I was thinking about this today um, and, and thinking about this idea of generosity as my kids were sitting around the table making birthday cards. All right, one of their favorite people in the world, one of my favorite people in the world, Renee Leah, she had a birthday over this past week and these kids love this woman. And they are sitting around, they're like, mom, can you write this message to her? Can you put the, they're putting gifts under the tree for her. They're excited for her to come over and get her birthday gifts from them. And you know, I was thinking about other people uh, on, on a little baby's birthday in scripture coming and giving gifts. Now, the Magi, the, the men from the east came to find Jesus and, and they followed this star and they knew he was born. And, and it wasn't exactly on the day he was born that they came, but we see in Matthew chapter 2, they came to this house and in, in, verse, in verse 11, it says that they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, church, we are a generous church. We love to give. We love to be committed in our giving because God has asked us to give back to him out of what he has given to us. But I love what we see in scripture, that the response of meeting Jesus, the response of coming to Jesus is to worship him and is to give to him. It comes out of that heart of saying, I want to give back to you because you have already given so much to me. So I just want to encourage you in that today, church, that we get to give out of what God has given to us, even in this Christmas season. So listen, there are a lot of different ways you can give. They're going up on the screen right now. So feel free to check those out. You can give online, text to tithe, automatic monthly giving, whatever works for you. But I encourage you to do that. And we're going to pray over our giving today. Jesus, I thank you that we get to give, Lord. I thank you that our response to meeting you, God, our response to being in your presence, Lord, is to worship you as we just did and then to give to you as we are doing now. And God, I pray that you would take these finances that are coming in, Lord, and you would just multiply them. You would use them in powerful ways, God. We praise you in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, we have a lot going on here at Slate Church it is the Christmas season, and I am so pumped for it. I talked last week about meet the need, and we are in that right now. Meet the need. You can drop food off today at Maxwell's concerts and events uh, uh, at different times. Check out social media for that. You can come and pick up bags today or boxes today if you want to go up this week and then drop off 
next week, that is available for you as well. But we are going to just completely bless our community when it comes to food and lightly used or new winter clothing and accessories. So make sure you are participating in this. This is an opportunity through our City Impact Ministry just to meet the need in our community. So don't forget about it. Write it down, mark it on your calendar, do whatever you have to do to be a part of Meet the Need this Christmas season. And listen, we also have other things coming up on December 20th next week. It is our uh, classic Christmas, fullness of joy. Make sure you are tuning in. Send the link out. Share on social media. Let your friends and family know. It's just going to be such a great time coming together, enjoying this classic Christmas, hearing from God's word, and just just getting uh, thoroughly filled up. So make sure you are marking your calendar to be a part of that, whether at watch parties, live, or on demand. We also of our Christmas Eve service that is taking place on, well, Christmas Eve, December 24th at 7 p.m. This is going to be online. So get together with uh, the people in your household, with your family, whatever that looks like for you. Get together and watch with us this Christmas Eve service. We believe it's going to fill you up and bless you as we go into this Christmas season. But hey, we have a lot happening today as well, and I'm about to pass it over for the interview. So Pastor Jared, why don't you take it away for this segment? Thanks, Pastor Emma. Hey church, good to see you again and glad that you're tuning in to another interview here at Slay Church. And the interview really is just a time in our service where we take a few moments to sit with somebody in our church and hear a little bit about what God has done in their life, hear a little bit about their story. And today we have somebody with us, we have Enudeep here with us. So can we give it up in the studio? Come on, come on. Yeah, it's great to have you, man. Uh, I'm excited to hear your story. We, I think we met uh, a while back at Inn of Waterloo, I think, in one of our morning services uh, at the beginning of this year or maybe the end of last year. Um, but I'm excited to hear today a little bit of, about your story and what God has done in your life. Well, um, to begin with, um, my parents uh, didn't uh, hesitate to beat us up while we were growing up. You know, usually uh, people say Asian parents are usually like that, but... Every shepherd has his staff and a rod in their hands. It's not for just a style statement or something. They taught us uh, obedience, um, surrender, you know, compliance at a very young age. They sent us to Sunday school um, way before normal school, you know. So at Sunday school, we were taught uh, all these chapters, uh, memorized them, you know, like Psalms 23, 91, 101. Right. Exodus 20, Commandments, mm -hmm. Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, all this stuff, you know, getting exposed to all that, it's all those scriptures at a very young age. Mm -hmm. um, helped us to know God and what He is, and also uh, performing all those uh, skits and dramas, uh, performing these roles of Nebuchadnezzar or negative right. roles as well as positive roles, Bible heroes, you know? Yeah. All these uh, Bible heroes and looking at God through their perspective mm. rather than just the reader's perspective of the Bible mm. had a very uh, impactful experience on my life. Mm. And by the time I was 15, um, me and my sister, we thought, you know, you know, we, we need to stick to Jesus no matter what, mm. following his footsteps, and we got baptized. Wow. This was back in 2006. Wow. And uh, my, mom, my, my uh, grandmother uh, presented me a Bible, and I read the Bible to this day. Mm. It's been around 14 years. 
and I know which part has what scripture, you know. Right. Since I've been reading that for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. And God makes it easier for me to talk to me. Mm. I mean, easier. It it becomes easy to communicate with Him. Yeah. With that, all those scriptures already stored in the wow. brain. Yeah. He can access it whenever He wants. Mm. Not just when I have the Bible in my hands. Wow. So He talks to me when I'm cooking or doing some normal work, you know, mm. like shopping or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and when he talks, he talks amazingly. Like a few days ago, I was uh, going through Luke chapter one yep. because I wanted to get into the Christmas season, you know, all yeah, that scenery yeah. and all that stuff. And he was uh, teaching me about verse 36. There it is, Elizabeth. Um, she's very old and she finally gets a baby in her womb. Mm-hmm. She's six months pregnant. And then at 37, verse 37, he stops me there and he says, you know what, Anudeep? It says, for, for with God, nothing is impossible. Many people come to me and ask me all this stuff, like, um, I want to have a baby. I've been praying for four to five years. Mm. Nothing's happening to me. Please, God, nothing is impossible with you. Mm. But they need to realize that nothing is impossible means it is not impossible for me to give them a baby when they're 90 years old, too. Mm. Not just at 60 or 70 or even 25. Wow. You, do, you need to see on two sides of the coin, too. Mm-hmm. So it is a realization, like he, the way he talks. Yeah. And uh, many people really need to realize that God has a plan for them. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. It might take time. You need to have hope. Maybe he's teaching them patience and hope right. while they're waiting. Yeah. They look at things through their eyes, but then don't try to look through my eyes. Mm. They need to pray, pray that they get my eyes to see this world. Mm. And um, yeah, the way he talks, he, he chases people. You know, if if uh, he adores people who chase him, mm. you know, the way he chases us. And. Um, so you're, you're, you're somebody who's obviously uh, taken some time to actually memorize scripture and, and like you're saying, actually That's get right. it in your mind and get it in your heart. Yeah. What would you say to somebody maybe that is struggling with uh, memorizing scripture or maybe they go to the Bible and it seems confusing to them, but actually taking the word of God and getting it actually inside of them? How would you encourage somebody in that? So if you have a particular scripture that you are uh, reading, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're just, that you're consuming it. Mm. Make sure that you're ruminating on it, not mm-hmm. just uh, swallow it and try to, you know, apply it in your life. Try right. to ruminate as you keep pondering upon it, yeah. as you make your heart churn it, mm-hmm. you know. Thoughts come in. God talks to you not just through the Bible, through the people around you. Right. He has ways of talking to you. Yeah. You need to keep your heart open. Yeah. He's, he's there knocking at your door. You should be open, open all the time mm. so that he accesses you, the deeper parts of you, tells you from the past, from the future, people around you, their, their lives, their yeah. mistakes. He teaches you from them. He mm. makes you observe it's the good. wisdom that he gives you. It's amazing. It's good. So if you lack wisdom, you need to ask God and he gives you graciously, abundantly, he says. It's in good. James chapter 1, verse 5. Mm. And I've always applied that in my life. Yeah. And I've always asked him to give me wisdom and guidance. Good, and yeah. he's been helping me with that 
for many years. It's great. Well, hey, Nadeep, yeah. thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story and even just the wisdom that you have here on, uh, like, the Bible is obviously something you spend some time in and reading it. So even just to hear you uh, talk about Scripture in all these different places, it's inspiring, it's encouraging. So thank you again. Just thank a you. quick five minutes to sit down and talk to you, but I appreciate you sharing a little bit about your heart and what God has done in your life. Thank you. Thank I'm going to pass it over now to Pastor Emma to continue to lead us in our service today. Amazing. Thank you so much. I love to hear these stories. I love to hear what is going on in people's lives and just to gain so much encouragement and so much wisdom and all of these things from other people. Well, listen, we are coming up to the message portion of our service today. And listen, we are in part two of our two-part series, Down to Earth. And last week, Pastor Brandon brought this message that just has really stuck with me throughout the week. I know I was so encouraged. I was encouraging other people to make sure that you were tuning in. So hey, if you, if you missed last week's message, why don't you check it out online? Why don't you check it out uh, on demand, on YouTube, go to slatechurch.com. It is there. It is available for you to listen to. But today we are hearing part two of this Down to Earth series, and it is coming once again from the man himself, Pastor Brandon. I am so excited to hear this part as well. Just hearing you prepare, hearing God solidify things in your heart, it's always inspiring to me. And I mean, I personally, and maybe this isn't okay for anyone, but I mean, I just like to look at you on the screen the whole time of this portion as well. So you're looking good, babe. I know you're ready to preach. It's going to be great. I love you. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. All right. Man, I am, I am uh, ready to do this. And uh, I hope that you're ready to do this. And uh, here we go. I've got a message to speak. And uh, as Emma said, on the car ride here, it was just solidified in my heart that this is a message that we need to hear. As I was singing a song, and the lyrics I was singing over and over again were actually the title of this message, just recognizing that God really wants to do something special through this message. And so I pray that wherever you find yourself, that you would get your heart ready. Whether you're listening in the car right now, uh, keep your eyes on the road, okay? Whether you are watching at a watch party or watching uh, live on our, uh, at our website or whether you are watching on demand on our YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, whatever it is, we just want to welcome you to Slate Church and uh, let you know that we're so glad that you joined us because this is a church that's not for people that have it all together. This is for people that, have, uh, that, that want to see God move in their lives. And uh, we really believe that God can do something really special through your life today. And so today, I've got a really simple message. All of my messages are simple, okay? Because I really, um, I really believe in... It's probably going to get a little fiery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on saying what I was just about to say. There's some points to accompany that. But I really believe that Jesus brought simple messages to complex people to recognize and allow us to recognize that sometimes we overcomplicate the gospel and oversimplify our lives. When Jesus came to simplify the gospel for our very complex lives. When we overcomplicate uh, the gospel, we miss out on the, on the simple message of Jesus, which is he died on a cross for us so that we could find life in him, life everlasting in him, and so that we could actually um, find ourselves being sanctified in him, which means becoming more like him, looking more like him. Uh, when we overcomplicate the gospel, we miss out on all of that. 
But the other problem that we have is we oversimplify our lives like we're not somehow complicated beings. And the truth is, is that you're a complicated human being. You don't need to get around that. But I really believe that the simple message of Jesus can be applied to your very complex life in a way that will bring so much clarity and peace to your soul. And so today's message is titled, are you ready for it? My own little drum roll, God with us. Can you say it with me wherever you find yourself? God with us. If you're at watch parties, God with us. If you're at a, a driving in your car, why don't you just yell it? You're, hopefully you're the only one in the car. God with us. Because I really believe that this is something that if we can get it in us today, it's going to transform us. So let's pray, and then I'll get into Scripture. Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you that we get to gather um, at all. God, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to be in this place right now communicating your word in the midst of so much chaos and crazy things that are going on in our world today. And Jesus, I just want to just invite you into this space. Jesus, I just want to recognize that without your Holy Spirit, this is nothing. I just want to recognize that without you, these are only words. And God, my words don't change anybody. But your word, O oh Lord, can set people free. Jesus, may you do that today. And everybody said, amen. Amen. All right. Well, if you have your Bible with you, um, why don't you turn to uh, Surprise Chapter, Matthew. And uh, if you've listened to me for any length of time, you just know that I love to speak out of Matthew. It's probably because I've started so many Bible in a year plans in my life, and I get into them and, you know, everything else, and then I, I mess up and I got to start again, you know? And so I'm always starting in Matthew. So much of Matthew is in me because I just reread it. If you can just get into scripture and just keep rereading anything, God will begin to speak through you. And so we're in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. And uh, today we're in, the, in our Down to Earth series. And uh, it's only a two-week series. I can preach the whole series. First time ever. First time for everything, right? And um, verse 18 says this. It's talking about the birth of Jesus. We're getting close to Christmas. Surprise. We're going to talk about the birth of Jesus, okay? And in verse 18, it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. All right, Matthew's about to tell a story to us. It says, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Everybody say, hey, Joe. All right, I don't know, maybe there's more involvement in your car or maybe more involvement in the watch parties, but our studio is dead. It's okay, Jesus is gonna do a resurrection in just a moment. Everybody say, hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. All right, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, which means he was, he was right living. He lived the right way. Because he was a right living man and did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. What's going on here? Why is she somehow married but not married to Joseph in, the, in this passage? It's because they did engagement a little bit different in their day where they would choose a wife for their son, parents would, and then they would be pledged to be married. They were still called husband and wife, but they were not yet married. It's confusing, but I would take that over what I see going on in society today. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. And I love that it was all based in fear that Joseph wanted to go away. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name 
Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Come on, say that together. God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home, to, home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Come on. This is amazing. I mean, I'm glad Joseph woke up from his dream and did exactly what was being spoken to him in his dream. But I don't know about you. I'm glad that I don't wake up and follow most of my dreams because they are crazy. The thing is about Joseph and Mary is that they had an expectation about how their lives were going to go, didn't they? Joseph and Mary, they're pledged to be married. They're calling each other husband and wife. And there's a new TikTok trend where girls are, or guys are calling their, their girlfriend's wife and they get like all, all, all blushy faced. And it's like, it's like, man, TikTok, I mean, is this the best that 2020 is going to give us? But anyway, and, uh, you know, the girl gets all like, well, and you can just imagine. I don't know what it was like for um, almost married couples in the ancient Near East, but I can just imagine the expectation. And, you know, humans have always been filled with a sense of ambition and what things are going to look like. And we're so forward focused. And, and, and I can just imagine for Mary and Joseph, there's a sense of like, what is life going to look like? in just a little while from now. What is life going to look like? And, and, and Joseph, you're a carpenter. You're going to build us a nice house, you know? And, and we can't wait for this and, and everything else. And then uh, surprise, surprise pregnancy. And Joseph's going on, like, I've had no union with you. This is like PG version of sharing this story with our church. Because you might be watching out of the family parties. You're like, thank you, Pastor Brandon, for just saying that. Okay. And he's going, what, 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 is it? what in the world is going on? And, and, and there's this mixed, missed expectation. And the truth is, is that for us as humans, we've got to get real with our missed expectations. I was talking to my therapist the other day, and she said, you know, the problem, or the, or the reality of our disappointment in this life is we're only ever disappointed with the expectations that are missed. Wow. So the expectations that we had that were hit or, 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 or were actually met, um, uh, those expectations we have no problem with because they were met. We only have a problem with missed expectations. Now, when I was uh, a single dude, I had some expectations about how I was going to meet my wife. I was looking around my youth group, and I remember I had like five options before me because we had a small youth group. And uh, I mean, it sounds shallow. Some of you I've already told this story to, but I started like looking at it, and I'm like, well, you know, like, this person has, you know, this, and this person, okay, but like all of them just missed the mark. And my idea of, uh, well, of course they missed the mark. I married somebody different. What else do you expect? Why did I get so passionate about that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> my expectations of meeting a, a girlfriend and getting together was, you know, we're going to see each other across the room, and all of a sudden fireworks were going to go off. And all of a sudden, there was, you know, this moment where everything turned into slow motion as we ran at one another. And it ended in an, in an embrace. And in that embrace, we realized we are right for one another. And in that moment, I pull out a ring that somehow was magically placed in my back pocket. And I get down on one knee. 
And the truth is, none of this happened. Like, I'm looking around, and I'm just, like, looking at all the girls. And they're awesome, by the way, but they just weren't for me. And I'm just going, like, is this all we got in Coburg? <laughs> like, this, is a, this, is, this isn't, is this it? Like, I'm a young dude. I'm like, what's, what's going on? You know, like, and I, the, more I, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And all these incredible girls are going to get married. I'm just going to be left here. And I know I'm telling the story of some dudes right now that are like, man, I'm like, I know I'm telling the story for some girls right now. But here's the thing. I met this girl at a Christian camp of all places, and she caught my eye. And I was like, oh, okay, she's kind of cute. And I went home and I told my best friend about it. And, you know, we were having a sleepover because I met this girl when I was that young. And uh, I was like, man, that girl's pretty cute. And I probably didn't say it that way. But, uh, you know, I was just like, man, that was interesting. And during the next little while, I uh, actually spent time praying. I spent time praying, and, and uh, I've spent so much time praying, I would come home from school, come from home from high school, and I'd pray for, from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock every single day. And I had this wall, it was called my prayer wall, and any time I heard of a prayer request, I'd put it on this wall and I'd pray over it. Well, one of these times, in the midst of prayer, uh, all of a sudden I felt like a, this, this voice in me. It wasn't audible, it was just a sense. And, and, and the sense was, pray for that girl that you just saw. And, uh, and I was like, okay, that's kind of strange. And pray for her future husband and her future kids. And I was like 16 at the time, and I'm going, God, this is a weird thing for a 16-year-old to do. Pray for some girl that I don't know that I just thought was cute. Pray for her future husband and her future kids. And all of a sudden, over the next year, in my regular prayer time, I prayed for this girl for her future husband and her future kids. And out of the blue one day, after doing this for an entire year, all of a sudden I get a Facebook message on my wall. Remember walls on Facebook? Yep, yep, I'm that old. And uh, all of a sudden a message pops up, and it's from a girl named Emma Richardson, Emma Becker. And Emma Becker says, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but, uh," and that's all she had to say. In my heart, all of a sudden something leapt, and I began to realize in that moment that God had had me praying for a girl that I did not talk to for a year, that I did not know where she was, that I did not know who she was, and all of a sudden I began to realize I had been praying for myself and my future kids for an entire year. What in the world? (laughs) Now, I'm not setting this up as the expectation for all you single girls and guys out there, but I would say prayer changes things. I would say that maybe rather than getting so worried about how God's going to show up in your relationship status, maybe it's time to get down on our knees and begin to pray that God would have his will in our relationships. You see, I really believe that when God is with us, it begins to transform everything around us. Because so often the starting point for the things that we're going through is what can I control? What can I put my hands on? And what can I move forward? And what can I do to make this situation better. But when I read scriptures and I read the New Testament and I read Jesus' life and I read the way he interacted with his disciples, the constant warning that is given to his followers is not about what we need to control and what we need to worry about making sure we have our hand in. It's about making sure that God is with us. Because when God is with us, it changes everything. Come on, who's with me today as you listen to this message? God with us. Joseph is like, oh my gosh, this isn't what I signed up for. This wasn't what I was expecting. What do I need to do to make sure that this situation gets 
right. And what he has in mind to do is to divorce his wife quietly. Thank God God got in the middle of Joseph and his situation and said, hey, Joseph, you don't need to control anything here. You just need to lean into my will. You need to lean into what I'm doing right now. You need to lean into what I'm up to in this season because I'm showing up and it's going to transform your life forever. In fact, Joseph, had he have divorced Mary, would have been somebody we didn't even hear of from that point forward. But all of a sudden, Joseph is a staple. Every time the Christmas story is, 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 is read out, all of a sudden, it's like Mary and Joseph, look at these heroes of the Bible. And I just want to say, Joseph, Joseph decided to make sure that he stayed with God. Come on, you want to transform your Christmas season as we get to the end of 2020. Make sure you invite God into your story this Christmas season. Make sure you're making sure that he is right there with you and you're not just facing this thing alone. I love it because God arrives on the scene and he breaks everyone's expectations. Mary and Joseph had expectations of what their lives looked like and they were dashed. But Jesus still shows up anyway. I don't know if there's a more applicable time to talk about the Christmas story than in 2020, is there? In the midst of dashed expectations, Jesus shows up anyway. Come on, if you're listening to me right now, what kind of expectations did you have going into 2020 that were completely dashed? I was supposed to go to five different countries this, this year. I'm so glad that instead I got Jesus. I'm so glad that instead he moved our family into a new house. I'm so glad that instead he was with me as I was parenting and I got to spend those five weeks with my family. I'm so glad instead of what I was planning, Jesus showed up instead. So I'm not just talking about your context, but I'm actually going to start talking about what are you expecting of God? Because Mary and Joseph, their context and what they expected out of their context was completely changed. But you know what was also changed in this time? Was a few groups of people and their expectation of who Jesus was. There's four main groups of people in the Bible that were expecting the coming Messiah. If you don't know what the language of Messiah or Savior or whatever that means, I want to let you know that the plan of redemption that is in Jesus was planned from the beginning of time. In the beginning of time, we have sin entering the world through a choice that was made other than God. We have the story of Adam and Eve, and we, we believe they ate a fruit. A lot of us, we attribute it to an apple, and we're like, wow, that apple, it must have been the worst apple in the world. No, it was their decision to choose other than God. God put them in a garden with all the things in the world that they could enjoy that were his, and he put one thing in the garden that they shouldn't choose, and they chose other than God. And that's what brought sin into the world. It's amazing that that's still what, uh, uh, what allows sin to thrive in our world today, choosing other than God. But all of a sudden, from that moment, what we see is a gracious God not um, smite his people, not kill his people, not destroy his people, but immediately we see a loving God put his loving plan of redemption in place to say, you know what, these guys are going to mess it up over and over again. These guys are going to screw it up over and over again, but I'm going to put my plan of redemption in place so that they can put their hope in me and I will bring them back unto myself. That's where Jesus enters the story. But 400 years leading up to Jesus entering the story, you get four major groups that begin to emerge on the scene. Tell me if they sound a little familiar, okay? You got the Essenes, you got the Pharisees, you got the Sadducees, and you got the Zealots. 
Now listen, you might be listening, you're like, that doesn't cue anything for me. Like, it might do something for you, preacher man, but that doesn't do anything for me. Listen, the Essenes, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the Zealots, this is a timely message. You need, if you've even, if you have even heard of these guys before, you need to get this message into your heart right now. The Essenes, they over-spiritualized everything. Their expectation of the Messiah was that he was going to flow in on the clouds and that he was going to come in their, in, in their songs and in a mystical way and he was going to arrive on the scene and he was going to make the, the vibes feel really good. I'm oversimplifying, okay? The Sadducees, they over-politicized. The Sadducees were a group of an elite uh, religious Jews. They were elites that really uh, had t- uh, strong ties to politics and the way that, ways that the, uh, the, the Romans governed things uh, because the Jews at the time were under the oppression of the Romans. They were in cahoots with the Romans. They were of what we would call today, they were of old money, okay? And they believed Jesus was going to come in and they were going to reform the, politi- the political system. Then you get to the, fa- sa- uh, the, 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 the Pharisees. And the Pharisees believed Jesus was going to come in and, and he was going to cleanse the temple. He was going to set the temple right. He was going to make sure that all the wrong things that were happening in the temple were going to be set straight. And then finally, we get the zealots. And the zealots... They were zealous. <laughs> this is where we get the word zealous. And they just believed Jesus was going to come in, ride on a horse, cut off everybody's head, set everything right. <laughs> they were mili- over-militarized. Now listen to me. We still got the same groups of people telling us what Jesus is like today, don't we? And can I remind you that each of these four groups of people were all groups of people that were in the temple practice. They were all church people, all with different ideas about what the, 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 what the Messiah was going to do when he arrived on the scene. The Essenes wanted the over-spiritualized, come on, hyped up worship experience where God was going to show up because it's the only place he can show up. The Sadducees want a God in their politics. Hey, let's choose God in this nation and make sure that he can make sure that something happens in this world today. The Pharisees were saying, hey, if we can just tighten up church, everything's going to be okay, and, 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 and he's going and, and, and to make sure that everything goes right, and the zealots are going, it doesn't matter. He just needs to kill everybody that's sinful, and we're going to have a good day. Church, i got to tell you today that it doesn't sound that different than churches today. It doesn't even sound different than our church. you got people that are telling us, if you believe in a certain election candidate, that God is going to be able to move in this nation. you got people that believe that unless we get back in person, God cannot meet and, and gather and, and, and meet with us in our churches today. you got people that are going, you know what? None of this really matters because unless we just uh, have church the way that we want to have church or unless he moves this way, God's not going to show up. And I'm here to tell you today that God didn't show up. Jesus did not show up in any of the ways these people expected. This is a message for somebody because while we're pointing fingers at all the other things that need to change in our world, Jesus is saying, you know what? Why don't we just start with you? Emmanuel. God with us. Each of these groups of people hoped that God would transform an area of their society which would therefore transform the world that they lived in. And Jesus shows up and goes, I'm not just trying to restructure an area of your society. I'm trying to restructure your heart today. 
I'm showing up in a much deeper level. I'm not just showing up in politics. I'm not just showing up in the church. I'm not just showing up in your military. I'm not just showing up in, in, in all of these areas. I'm showing up inside of you. Come on, today, church, we can gather hope in the greatest message that has ever hit mankind, that God didn't just show up to reform politics. He didn't just come to build a better-looking church. He didn't just show up to kill everybody. He showed up inside of us and said, I'm offering you something better. God with us, Emmanuel. Now, I really believe today, church, that if we can get this message inside of us and begin to understand that God's not waiting on the same things we're waiting on, that life transformation can happen today. Now listen, Pastor Ben, uh, he's one of the pastors on staff and he's a really smart guy. And he made a comment to me coming out of, uh, out of the message uh, last week. And I don't even know how much time I have left in this message because there's no time on the screen. Um, that's even better for me. Let's keep it that way, okay? I'll wrap it up sometime soon. But Pastor Ben, uh, you know, after the last message, he's like, now be careful. Like, you know, um, we're going to get somebody. Who's gonna, they're going to take a snapshot of uh, what you spoke about vaccines last week. And we're going to be all over the news. And, you know, like, just so you're aware, church, I'm not trying to make statements about vaccines. But what I am so passionate about right now is that right now, in the year 2020, the win for me is not a vaccine. It, it can't be. Because people are looking for an easy way out of their soul's situation. People are looking for a way out of this that is as easy as just getting something in their arm that they can move on from. Trust me, I want to make sure that COVID leaves as well. I don't like any of it. I think it's from the enemy. I don't like it at all. But what I know is that if our story going into 2021 is that the biggest win was a vaccine was delivered, we have lost as a church because the biggest win coming out of the next year needs to be that Christ reigned victorious because we got real with what was going on inside of us. Come on, I think there's Christians today and we're just waiting for the hospitals to be reformed. We're just waiting for Jesus to do something in our health care. And I'm telling you that he wants to go much deeper today, church. I believe it with all my heart that God has something new for us as a church. If we begin to realize that he's not here to, 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 to be an echo chamber for our own ideas that it has to do with the world, but he's here to show up and reform our own hearts, I believe that something miraculous can start to happen. See, I don't believe that these people had too high of expectations for Jesus. I believe that their expectations were too low. Come on, he doesn't just want to transform politics. He doesn't want to just transform, uh, 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 he doesn't want to just transform healthcare. He doesn't want to just, he wants Christians to do that, absolutely. But you know what Jesus wants to do today? He wants to transform your heart. And when he transforms your heart, it takes care of everything else. God with us. Can I encourage you in just a couple of ways today, church? Raise your expectation of what Jesus wants to do in your life here at the end of 2020. Don't lower your expectations. Don't go to a place where if God just did this, everything would be okay. No, 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 no. If God just did that, you would still be in that next situation. Everywhere you go, you're there. Everywhere I go, I'm there. Hey, just because Emma and I moved into a bigger house recently doesn't mean that house is any better because guess who's in that house? Me. <laughs> if I want a better life, I don't need a bigger house. I need a better Brandon 
through Jesus Christ. Raise your level of expectation. Don't ask Jesus just to change your circumstance. Ask him to change your heart. God with us. Joseph didn't need a changed circumstance. He needed to understand that God was with him. Stay in the game. Church, I want to encourage you today, whenever you're listening to this, stay in the game. The future belongs to those who stay. Stay in the game. Joseph wants to take off, and we forget, hey, in this story, you're not the savior arriving on the scene where everybody's gonna be set free because you showed up. No, 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 no. You're Joseph on the scene that when the circumstances go in a way that you weren't expecting, you wanna flee. And I'm telling you today that do as Joseph did and stay in the game. God's not done with you. God's not through with you. God's not done with 2020. God's not done just because your expectations have shifted. God's not done. Stay in the game, church. Finally, I want to encourage you to consider that God is with us, but are you with him? It's so easy for us to hear this stuff. And around Christmas time, we sing all these Christmas songs like Emmanuel, God with us, and we sing them. And that's great, but like, I wonder, like, are you aware that he's with you right now? Are you aware, like, like, it's great to sing that, it's great to get it into our heads, but, but can it sink deeper this Christmas season? I wonder today, like, can, can you just take a moment, even right now at the, at the end of my message, and just consider that God is with you right now? Come on, can you just take a moment to say, hey, God, I understand that you showed up, but help me to show up in this moment. God, help me to get a revelation that you're not done with me. Help me to get a revelation that, that my business doesn't need to be open in order for me to be okay. Help me to get a revelation that, that I, the greatest thing that I need to fear in this life is not getting sick because of COVID, but is, but is being disconnected from you, the life source of everything that happens on this planet. God, help me to realize that you are here and that I am with you. Because like these groups, like these groups, we can so often have an expectation of Jesus. So often have an expectation and miss out on the fact that he just wants to be with us. I'm encouraged, church, because the book of Matthew introduces Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus walks on this planet for 33 years about that time. He has three years of ministry. He does incredible things. Miracles are happening. The church is thriving. Three years of ministry. Sight Church, we've been around for three years of ministry. Feels like God was just starting to get going. And all of a sudden, expectations were broken again. And he's crucified. Expectations shifted again in the third year of ministry where all of a sudden COVID hit. And people started believing, well, maybe we can't do what God was calling us to do. Maybe God can't reach people the way that he was calling us to reach people. Maybe God can't move like he was going to in 2020. We had a, a word over our year church called bold. Maybe, maybe this isn't the year of bold. Maybe this is the year of italicized. Maybe, maybe it's just a little softer this year. But all of a sudden, Jesus shows up after the expectations are broken another time. 
He goes, he shows up and he leaves them with one final word. And this is the ultimate mission statement of our church. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And get this, he says, and surely, the last thing he says about himself, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Church, he is still with us. Church, we are still in 2020 and we get the last laugh at this thing because the enemy will be defeated in Jesus' name. Your situation will turn around in Jesus' name. But those people we've been praying for and believing for, their lives, honestly, if we just start to get real and believe that Jesus is not surprised by our context and our situation, Jesus will change the world that we live in. I want to pray for anybody right now that's listening to my voice and you're like, okay, God is with us, but, but maybe I'm not with him. Maybe this realization that, hey, I don't know if I've ever taken a chance on God. Maybe that's you today and you're going, I, 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 need, I need something deeper. I need something more. The more I want to offer you today is Jesus. I can't promise you that your 2021 is gonna be better. I can't promise you you're gonna get some vaccine. I can't promise you that your workplace is gonna reopen. I can't promise you that your kids are gonna come back to Jesus. I can't promise all this stuff. I can't promise anything, okay? But what I can promise you is that if you accept the free gift of salvation, which is a churchy way of saying, if you just accept that Jesus paid a price for your sins on that cross that you could not pay for yourself, you will have the peace of Christ in you that he came to the world to offer to anyone freely. That's you today. Why don't you just bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're watching live on our website, I just encourage you to click that little raise a hand that's popping up in the chat right now. But otherwise, let me just raise a hand wherever you find yourself. If you're driving, keep both hands on the wheel. But I wanna pray for you. Jesus, we believe that you are the great I am, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, I've thought so many times in 2020, if this was just different, if Jesus would just show up in this way, if God could just change this. God, I, I've, I've said so many of these things to you. And I'm so glad that the year 2020 gave me the greatest gift of all, it made me realize that all I need in this life is you, Jesus. I don't need this title of a pastor. I don't need this house. I don't need these clothes. I don't need, I don't need all the things that I thought I needed. I need you, Jesus. And right now, as people are making this decision, I just pray that they would realize that their situation might not even change. But now they get to walk through with the creator of the universe. Jesus, may you fill them with the peace of Christ right now. In your name, amen. Hey, for anybody that's listening right now and they're going, man, this message is for me. I've had all these ideas of how things could be better in our world and I overemphasize them and I underemphasize Jesus. That's you in any way, shape or form. And I love the people that show up to church every day or every week and you always think this prayer is for somebody else. If that's you today, this message is especially for you. You need to get over yourself. 
Life's not gonna get any better until you start to humble yourself and recognize that Jesus is all we need. And Jesus is the great equalizer between you and everybody else you think you're better than. Between you, and maybe you struggle with the opposite, and everybody else you think is better than you. He's the great equalizer. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on, if that's you, why don't we just bow our heads? Jesus, we need a revival in our spirits right now. God, we don't just need some vaccine, we do. God, we need something to change COVID, absolutely. For some reason, it's captivated us on another level. But Jesus, what we need more, what we need more than anything in this entire world is Jesus, we need you. And we need you with us, close to us, deep in our hearts. Jesus, we need you in a way that maybe a lot of us haven't experienced you before. God, we need you deep in the recesses of our minds. We need you deep in the recesses of our souls that we haven't allowed anything to touch. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, I pray that 2020 would finish with a bang. Jesus, I pray that 2020 would finish with a belief that you can do anything through your church as we continue to abandon ourselves to you. Jesus, I believe that you're only getting started. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Come on, can we, can we just stand up wherever we find ourselves? Can we begin to lean into worship? Can we begin to just praise God with everything that we've got? God with us.
Well, hey, what an incredible time of worship and what an incredible message here today. Can we put our hands together for Pastor Brandon and just the word that he brought? And listen, if you are somebody that actually made a decision for the first time to follow Jesus, we're so excited for you. That's the best decision that you can make. And I've got a little bit more information on what to do next. But before we even jump into that, we've got one more thing for us in our service here today. And it's something that we call the debrief, where we get to sit down with some people in our church and actually hear a little bit about what they thought of the message, what stood out to them and what they're gonna take home with them this week. And so today we've got CJ and Mide with us. Come on, can we put our hands together for CJ and Mide? Good to have you guys. Good to be here. Like I was saying, <laughs> that, that was perfect. <laughs> like I said, I'm excited for this. It's going to be a good one here. But I want to ask you guys, as you were sitting in the studio audience there, what was something that stood out to you in Pastor Brandon's message that kind of impacted you that you think you're going to take back this week and, and kind of process a little bit more? Uh, I can go first. Um, I think the fact that um, Pastor Brandon said that our lives aren't going to get better just because like, we change our situations. They're gonna, it's going to get better. Um, we have a heart change and realize that God is with us and mm. All the expectations that we have, they, they can be dashed. But knowing that we have God and without, regardless of the situations that he's going to get us through, he's going to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or ever yeah. think of. Um, and just being aware of that, it's really easy to get bogged down in our situations, our circumstances with COVID, with school, with work. But if you take the time to realize God is with us, like that's God. Is yeah. with us, like That has weight to that. Yeah. Um, if we actually take the time to internalize that, that can change our heart. And mm. once our hearts change, um, our lives and our situations will change from that. It's good, man. It's really good. What about you, CJ? Um, when Pastor Brandon was talking about, you know, what it means to like just stay in the game and um, to speak on 2020, it's not been the greatest year at the start for me, but near the end, it's just become one of like the most life-changing years of my life. Mm. Just um, for me, what it means to stay in the game is, you know, just continue to go to church, um, continue to read your Bible and continue to invite people and you know, look at this studio. Like we've we've been able to just continue church online and yeah. reach so many people around the world. And I think honestly, that's that's really amazing. Mm, it's really good. Okay, real quick here, I'm gonna jump this question on you. Uh, practically coming into this week, what are some practical things that you guys are gonna do uh, to just keep that that recognition that God is actually with me wherever I go? Um. Yeah. So with this time right now it's exam season and you know we can feel super stressed out and just that's all what like that's all our focus is on right now but I think just being able to take time out of my day just to read my bible and you mm. know just really be with God and just let him be with us I yep. think that will really be able to like change our attitudes and the way that we'll be able to reach people so throughout good. the weeks so good but you mean it? Yeah, same, definitely. Um, the exam season can be stressful, but as exams um, wrap up, just being able to take the time to look back on this year, think of all of the expectations I had of 2020, mm. um, how those expectations weren't met, but also to look at how God exceeded those expectations, wow. things, the, how far I've come this year. Um, personally, um, within the church, um, just be intentional with that, just to understand, I thought 2020 was going to go one way. Yeah. It went a totally different way, yeah. but to understand that's even better than what I thought it was going to be, regardless of how it looks externally. Yeah, yeah. 
It's good stuff, guys. Hey, thank you for sharing a little bit about what you took out of that message and what you're gonna do this week to kind of shift things up a little bit. And listen, if you aren't in a connect group, this is this is kind of what connect groups look like. I mean, it's not somebody sitting you down and interviewing you or anything like that, but actually talking a little bit about what the message means and how we're gonna apply it. This is what you can really do in connect groups. And so if you haven't filled out a connect card, we would love for you to do that and jump into a connect group or join a team. And that'd be awesome. But if you, again, if you made a decision for the first time to follow Jesus today, we're so excited for you. It's the best decision. We'd love for you to fill out a connect card so that we can actually get to know you because it's a decision that's made today. It's made in a moment, but it's meant to be lived out over time and it's meant to be lived out in community with people coming around you and actually helping you understand what does this mean for my day in and day out. So we'd love for you to fill out a connect card. But listen, right now, if you're watching at one of the live service times, we are having next steps happening right after this. And there should be a button that's popping up. It says join next steps. We'd love for you to click on that. It's a Zoom call that happens after the service where basically you can ask some questions or we can share a little bit about the heart behind what we do as a church and why we do it. And we would love for you to join that and to get to know you a little bit more. But otherwise, we love you, church. It's been a great day. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week.